0: Welcome to the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast, a verse-by-verse study through the scriptures with Rob Harston. Thank you for joining us today. Now, here's Rob. Hello, everybody. Good Sunday, wherever you're listening to. Just want to welcome you to the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. I'm glad you guys could join us today, and and it's finally here after all this talk of us uh, the book of Galatians. It's finally here. It's finally arrived. Christmas is over and uh, we can get started with this book of Galatians. So hopefully you guys are excited. I am, uh, again, that the opportunity that I get to uh, teach God's word is just a blessing. And um, I just think of every day that I get to do it. And so today uh, we've been talking about this uh, for a while and we're going to be studying the book of Galatians for the next, I don't know, however long it takes, uh, you know, uh, could be a month, could be a couple months. I don't know. We're just going to take our time through it so we can uh, really, really just drink in what this book is saying. And the And the series is titled Freedom in Christ. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on the Instagram page. And let me mention that real quick. Uh, I don't think I really say it a whole lot. If you are listening and you don't know that we have an Instagram account, you can follow us there at Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. You can get on there. And uh, usually I'll put a, you know, I'll just put scriptures up and, you know, little, little things to encourage you through the day and and information about the podcast and stuff. So that's where you can find the uh, freedom in Christ—that's the name of our series for the study of Galatians—and the graphics are all there on Instagram. So go ahead, and uh, you can follow us. Uh, you can follow us there, and that would be great. But um, we've been talking about this. Uh, well, I've been talking about this. I shouldn't say we, but I've been talking about uh, doing this for a while now. And uh, you know, Christmas came, and we did some Christmas uh, messages, and then uh, just I just wanted to start this uh, this message for the first of the year, and it's such a timely. Uh, it's such a timely uh, book that we're studying, Freedom in Christ, when everybody feels right now that uh, their freedoms here maybe in America are, are kind of dwindling. I don't know. We're going to have to see how all that plays out, but I'm just trusting the Lord in all of it. But um, it's it's a good time to talk about uh, our freedom in Christ. And and today, uh, if you will allow me, I'm just going to do the introduction to the book. I think that's what I did last time with Philippians, just did a, a little real quick. It's not going to be, you know, 40, 50 minutes long although it deserves that, but I'm just gonna do a, a, an introduction to, to the book so we kind of know where we're at, what we're gonna be looking at, and what we're gonna be studying. But before we do that, let's pray. And Father, we thank you, God, for this day that you've given us, Father. We pray that you would just be with us. Lord, right now in a time of just uncertainty and what's going on, Lord, we know that you're on the throne and we know that you're in control of everything that happens, Lord, so we can find uh, we can find excitement and how we can find a safe, Place in that because we know that you're in control. We do pray for uh, people that are out there right now. We pray uh, for people that are sick. Lord, we pray that you would heal them. Lord, we pray for people that maybe have been affected by COVID and their families have been affected by COVID. Lord, again, I always want to pray, Lord, every week that you would just be with their families. Lord, you would um, minister to them, give them peace. And Father, we pray that for our nation, Lord, that you would bind us up again. Father, we are we are hurting. We are all over the map. And we are just a mess, Lord. We need you to intervene. So I pray that that you would just, you would heal our nation. You would, you would help this hatred. You would help all this frustration just subside, Lord. And we would, we would just get back to loving one another, um, Lord. Like, like you want us to love, uh, uh, you want us to love our neighbors and our friends, Lord. We pray for the whole nation to do that. So we thank you, Lord, and we lift this time up to you, Lord. We lift this book up to you, Lord. May it help us grow in a, in a closer relationship with you. And we just thank you in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. So, excuse me. So today I'm just going to do the inner book, the introduction to the book. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's fascinating. I love introductions. And this, this, this book, the, the book of Galatians is an amazing book. It's an amazing book of Christian liberty. It has been called the declaration of independence of Christian liberty. Um, and Galatians is a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very deep and passionate letter. It marks the, the outpouring of love and concern for the community of the churches in Galatia. This is why Paul was writing this. It was also a warning to believers in that region that we will, we'll, we'll discuss that later. And we're going to see, we're going to see that later uh, in the introduction. And then we'll also uh, kind of see it throughout the book, but it was also, again, it was a warning to these believers. So. Let's get into the details of this letter. Let's really find out what this letter, that, what this book that we're going to be reading. And it was German reformer Martin Luther who said these words about Paul's letter to the Galatians. And I quote, the epistle to the Galatians is my epistle. To it, I am, as it were, wedlocked. You see, Luther loved this book passionately. He considered Galatians the best book of all the books in the Bible. Now we can have a lot of people say, well, you know, I love this book and I think it's the best book. And I think it's the best book, but Martin Luther really loved this book so much so that he compared himself to being married to it, right? He compared himself to be married to it. So it was a very important book. And the battle cry for this book that we're going to be reading is you are free. You're free. And this is a this book that we're going to study Galatians and the book of Romans are really if you look at it are the really the only two books that forcefully and poignantly they they answer all the important questions, right? Are we saved by believing or achieving? Now, there are many people out there that think it's the works, it's what we do for the Lord that gives us our gives us our salvation and we know as bible believers and bible students and 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 believers in christ that that is not true jesus came down he died on the cross and he was raised intentionally again by the father on the third day and that is why we have salvation it's nothing that we do because our best days is our best days don't even equal up to anything or they're just horrible. We can we can have a, a really great day and it's not a really good day. And, you know, we are still sinners and we are saved by grace, not by anything we do, but everything that Jesus did. And, and this book rightly maintains that only through the grace of God in Jesus Christ is a person able to escape this curse of sin and of the law and to live a new life in freedom. You see. We are we are living in a in, in a world that is sinful. This is a sinful world. We were born sinners. Now that might shock you. You might sit there and go, "Well, wait a minute. No, 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 Rob. I'm not. I wasn't born a sinner. I was this cute little kid." And nope, you were born a sinner just like everybody else was. And it is it is this. It, it's this curse that we have and it started in the garden of eden with our first parents they started the curse of sin and it's only again by the grace of god in jesus christ that we can escape this curse and this book will take legalism and, and throw it to the ground like a wrestler you ever <coughs> excuse me ever see a uh, uh, the WWE I and mean, these wrestlers will pick each other up and just slam each other on the ground. Well, this is what this book. This is what Paul is attacking. He's attacking this legalism, and they're gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna throw it to the ground, and we we will see. When we study this, we are going to see that Paul is very blunt. He's in his approach. He's very direct. He's very blunt, and we are going to see that. And it, it, we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. When we when we start next week um, in in verses one through ten, we're going to see that Paul just comes right out of the gates and he is ready to go. And that's because he is passionate about the book of Galatians, the churches in Galatia. Now, who was the author? Well. I guess I already gave it away. It was Paul. And we know this by the introduction of the letter. And it, 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 the, the, this is, you know, Paul always did that in his letters. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, or Paul and Timothy or whatever. So he is putting his name in there. So that's how we know. And he 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 always he was he was always really good at writing. Paul was a really good writer. He would say uh, you know he would start his letters with a greeting and who he was and 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 then he would go into peace and you know he get you know peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and and I pray for you always and all these things and and he does that but remember we're going to see him come after uh, these churches. And and we let we it is is like when we write letters to someone. Like if you were writing a letter to someone, I know letters are like a thing of the past now. Everybody does emails and texts and and direct message and all this stuff. So writing a letter is kind of the thing of the past. But what we do is we would put dear so-and-so and And then you'd write your letter. And at the end you would put from or love Rob. Well, that's not kind of how it was back then. Paul would always address himself as writing a letter and just go into his letter. And also in chapter, we also know that Paul is the uh, author, Because in chapter 6, verse 11, Paul says, from my own hand. To mean Paul was writing this letter to them, or maybe somebody else was writing the letter for Paul, but Paul was the one that was putting the words uh, in either... You know him writing it or whoever was helping him writing it paul these were paul's words and paul he he wrote the book of galatians and he addressed it to a, gr- a group of church assemblies rather than just a one church see he wasn't he would write to the church at philippi right or the, or um he would write to the church at corinth but he was writing to these churches that were in the in, in the in the in galatia and we'll find out where galatia is n- next but we'll um paul had written to all of these churches that he had founded on his first missionary journey so he was writing to all of them and if and if there was ever if there was ever an autobiography i don't like i don't know if you guys like autobiographies or maybe you guys don't like reading i don't know but i was really challenged to to read autobiographies and i started to and i really found out uh really cool things about people like george whitfield dr martin lloyd jones who is, is one of my favorite uh one of my favorite pastors of, of, of the past um you know i've read their um i've read their autobiographies and it's so awesome and guys like g campbell morgan same thing and if, and if i guess if i didn't read the autobiography i never would have known that uh, at 62 years old uh uh g campbell morgan became uh the pastor in 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 england and so he he was a pastor and that was his last stop as a pastor and he when he left the church or he retired well Martin Lloyd Jones took over after him, and those are two of my favorite guys. So I guess I never would have found out about that if I wouldn't have read the uh, biographies on uh, Martin Lloyd Jones. I know I got off the, I got sideways, but anyways, autobiographies are awesome, and if you if, if you've ever read them, you would you would agree. And if there was ever a book, or there's ever an autobiography about Paul, you'll find it here in Galatians. He was he was an authentic apostle, and he says so in in, in opening. Well where is galatia so we know paul is a writer okay and he wrote to the churches uh, that were in galatia where is galatia well it's a region in north cent uh, central antolia which is, is is today modern day turkey galatia had a, had an ethnic as well as a, a political meaning to it the galatians were celtic people they're ethnically they were celtic people now um, I, don't, I, I don't know if I've ever seen what a Celtic person looks like, but I'm just gonna go with what uh, I've been reading and studying about. So they were, they were Celtic people ethnically who migrated from Europe. But on, on the political side of things, Galatia could refer to the several cities uh, in that region. And there was Antioch, there was Iconium, Lystra, Derby. And there was Tarsus that were all along this this you know in in Galatia in those area of that area of Galatia. Now Tarsus may sound familiar because that's where Paul was born. Paul was born. He was he was Saul of Tarsus. If you you read that before he became Paul. So um, those were the those were the. the the cities that were in that region and that they would later be conquered by Rome. Now there's a whole, I mean, I really encourage you guys to go and read some introductions also to to Galatians because it's, I mean, it would just, we'd be here for two hours, all the stuff that I was reading, um, about how Rome took them over and you know, all that stuff. So go and really, uh, Study if you can uh, the some introductions to Galatians. Galatians it, they're, they're, it's awesome, and Galatia was just not one church, like I said, but a, a set of churches found in in Iconium and Lystra and Derby, and they were all founded by Paul on his first missionary journey. So he he went through there the first time, and he and he set up all these churches, and and he preached the gospel and all these things. I think this is why we're going to see that Paul was upset with these with these people because they had gone away from you know they, they were starting to believe another another gospel and I'm not going to get into it because that's what we're going to start in next week but he founded these churches that were in the Galat- in in that area in galatia and when was the, when was the the letter written well some i don't know i've i've seen so many different things uh you know late late uh, 80, 40s to 50s, and and I kind of found uh, uh, a few different people say it was written between maybe 80, 48 to to 53, and he wrote it from Ephesus. And it seems that Paul wrote this letter before the Jerusalem council, though, found in Acts 15, even though Paul mentioned his, he mentions his several uh, trips that he'd go to Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem many times, and he would mention this, but he never mentions the council. So uh, in, the, in the Jerusalem council, uh, you know, this is where a lot of the stuff, like these issues were coming up and it's found in Acts 15. You can go ahead and read that. But what uh, what the Jerusalem council had mentioned in that chapter is is pretty much what Paul, uh, the issues that he was writing about. And it would be it would be a bit strange if that meeting had taken place and Paul never talks about it, but he doesn't, he doesn't say anything about it. So to me, I'm assuming that he, the, the, the Jerusalem Council had not taken place uh, yet. So, it was written uh, about AD 48 to 53. It was in Ephesus, and, uh, in, in, and that's in Paul writing it uh, probably probably before the Jerusalem Council. And and the, and the main thing that I want to get into today, I know that's probably, I don't know if you guys like introductions or, you know, there's really, I don't like to go too far into it, just kind of give you the, the ins and outs of uh, who wrote it, where it was, so that you kind of get a, an idea. But here's more importantly, here is why was the letter written why why did Paul write this letter to uh to the to the, to the churches in Galatia well Paul was addressing a very uh, alarming and growing problem that had invaded Galatia and Paul was addressing the Galatian churches he was he was he was addressing their their legalism and the false and the false gospel of of works this is this is this is we even find that today like i just mentioned in the beginning we see people that are uh, works-based. Everything is works-based. Oh, if I do this, if I do that, then the Lord, you know, the Lord's going to see that, that I'm committed and, and all these things. And and that's not, that's not true. Remember, it's not about, a, it's not, it's, it's about believing, not achieving. But again, Paul was dealing with these, the churches had their le- the churches in Galatia had their legalism problem. And, and it was a false gospel of the work issue, better known as Judaizing. And you'll see that um, throughout the letter, uh, or, or better yet, it was requiring people to keep the law of Moses, that was that was the requirement. That's what they were telling these people. And Paul had preached the gospel, the true gospel. And these people were coming behind him and saying, "No, you know this is this is how it is. This is this is what true uh, trust or belief in God is." So they were giving him a false uh, uh, false gospel. And Paul wrote this letter as a as a statement of the doctrine of justification by grace through faith alone. But he was saying, "Listen, you just it, it, it you have to have faith, and the grace of God will save you." Nothing else will will help will will save you at all. Nothing. And another purpose for this letter was to counter the false teachers who were saying a a a person must keep the Jewish law to be righteous before God. Now, if that was true, then why did Jesus go to the cross? If we had to keep the law, why did Jesus go to the cross? That's a question you have to ask yourself. So again, we it wasn't about keeping the Jewish law, but this is what these people were, were, were hearing and they were starting to believe. They're like, man, you know, Paul came in and, and preached the gospel, and then no sooner did he leave, than these people started believing the Judaizers, and they're telling him, nope, he's wrong, and, and he's not even an apostle. I mean, because I only say that because you, you will see how he introduces himself next week. They probably said, no, he's not even a, a true apostle, uh, you know, and apostles held a lot of esteem back then, but they probably didn't think that he was. So, Again, the people started kind of turning and going, going to what these Judaizers were saying. And this, again, this, this letter of freedom or liberation declares freedom from bondage. It's freedom from bondage to, to whoever reads it. And obviously it was written to the Galatian churches, but it can also speak to us today, right in this moment. Again, like I said, in the beginning, we're, we're talking about, um, this, this freedom, this freedom that we, that we've enjoyed for all these years years and years and years as americans and now we feel like our freedoms are being taken away we can see the issues with social media we can see the you know hey you can't say this and you can't say this i'm gonna ban you from this you can't say this and 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 you see all this stuff so I don't know if the, I, I have no idea, but I don't know if that is the beginning of losing our freedoms or what. I'm not going to look too into it because I really don't want to. I just want to. I just want to focus on the Word of God and Jesus Christ alone. That's all I want to focus on. But since we are living in this world, we're talking about these freedoms and and again, it, it, it's a freedom from bondage. It's a freedom from being being chained. This is what this letter is telling us, and this is what Christ did for us, so we can break and have, be free from that bondage. We see what is happening in our nation today. We sadly saw the attack on the Capitol building uh, just this past Tuesday, and the Democrats are are blaming the Trump supporters, and the Trump supporters are blaming it on the fraud that was committed in the voting, and the Republicans are blaming it on the Democrats and the the Trump supporters. It just makes your head spin right off your body, but what a mess what a mess and this is what happens when people put their faith in politicians instead of god these people that that storm this place that it's it, it's about it's about what they want it's about oh well i i don't i don't agree with this and i don't agree with this and i'm going to do this and we saw the the riots and stuff happening over the summer and it's, these are people that need jesus christ and i don't know if you guys listened last week to the podcast but i talked about preaching the gospel to people we need to preach the gospel. People need to hear about Jesus like they never have before. Our time is so critical and our time is so short that we need to tell people because those people need Jesus. And you can see why there's so much hatred and there's so much frustration. And it's because they've put their faith in the wrong thing. So we need to tell them about that. And also all that to say, since we're talking about freedom, it amazes me. It just blows my mind (laughs) that we're so willing to go and storm a building and lift our arms and defend national freedom, but we are so willing to give up our spiritual freedom. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, he's saying you're giving it up so quick. Don't do that. You can't, you can't give up your freedom. It's something worth fighting for. Your spiritual freedom is something worth fighting for. It is worth keeping. So don't give it up you guys. And we know that as believers, we know that and too bad the." Galatian churches didn't know that, I guess, at that time, but we know that our, we know how this, we know how the story ends. So we know our freedom is important to us. We know how we used to be and how we aren't anymore. We have, by, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are free from those bondage and it's worth fighting for. Our, our, our spiritual, uh, uh, our spiritual freedom is worth fighting for. So don't give it up. And he's telling them that, and he's telling us that today, thousands of years later, don't give it up. It's not. It's worth fighting for, and we will. We will also read that Paul is very forceful in his writing to the to the churches in Galatia. He isn't. He isn't playing around. Paul is not messing around. It's a. It's a potent announcement of freedom based on grace, and he really. We'll see that Paul is really going to come after these people, and I think I counted maybe three times, maybe four. I don't know. He calls them foolish. You fools. You're foolish, and that was probably some harsh talk. You know, back then. I mean, we call someone a fool now, and just a. Not that big of a deal, but back then, man, you called foolish. You might have taken a, taken offense to that. Well, that's what he was telling him. You're foolish for doing this, and this freedom is based on grace, not based on anything you do. And this this letter is also a celebration of the uh, of the freedom we find only in Jesus Christ, not freedom to do what we want whenever we want. You know how people say, well, I'm gonna go do this because I am covered by the grace. I am covered by the grace of Jesus Christ, so I can go out and I can do this and I can do that. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't give us freedom to do what 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 we want or whatever we want, but it does give us freedom from sin and freedom to obey and serve our King. That's what the freedom, that's what true freedom is. So we can't go do what we want, but we can have freedom from sin, and we can have freedom to obey Jesus Christ. Paul also was, was clear in his purpose in writing this letter to the Galatians as a as again a blunt declaration to defend the true gospel. And he's doing this in response to the people proclaiming the false gospel. You know, Paul, it's almost like Paul had to come in behind him and clean everything up that Paul the, the the road that Paul laid down was completely trashed and beat up because of these Judaizers. So this is why he's writing this letter. He had to go back and clean everything up that these that these people did, these Judaizers did. And I keep mentioning Judaizers. I keep saying that word. And and I don't know if you guys know what these are, but I'm going to go ahead and tell the people that, that don't know. These were false teachers. And in those days, they would pray on the churches. Like in Galatia, we read about a lot of these Judaizers. Remember last we uh, studied Philippians, Paul called them dogs. So these these people, would they'd pray on these churches. And somehow Paul, I don't know how, maybe by text or pigeon, I don't know, but he heard that this was happening and decided to write this letter. Now, Paul could have just let it go. Paul could have said, you know what? I've been there. I taught them the gospel. And you know what? They just they don't care. They don't care. They don't, they don't want to to know the truth. So I'm just gonna let it go. But Paul, in his passion for the gospel and his love for Jesus Christ and his love for these people, he wanted to write this letter. He wanted to set the record straight. These Judaizers were Jewish Christians who believed in they believed in certain old testament rites. And they believed in these things that, and that these rites that they needed to include the New Testament church, right? So they said, "Well, this is how the Old Testament churches used to do it, so this is how we're going to do it today." Well, as believers and students of the Bible, we know that the Old Testament and New Testament are different. Jesus is now in the New Testament; he has died for the sins of the world, and these people thought they were should you know, Judaizers were teaching them the Old Testament ways instead of Jesus dying on the cross. They were teaching many things, including the right of circumcision was necessary for salvation. Or for some reason, the people were buying into it. And, and that teaching as the true gospel, instead of what God, or instead of what Paul was preaching, God, you know, he, he didn't, Paul didn't, I keep saying God, I'm sorry. Paul, <laughs> Paul knew what the true gospel was. And these people were taught it, but now they started believing the right, that the, the circumcision was the was the necessary right for salvation for some, for, and again, for some reason, I don't know, they, they must have, they must have had really slick tongues. You know, you ever, you ever see somebody that has a really, you can speak really well. I can't speak very well. I'm not a very good speaker, but I've seen people, man, their, 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 their tongue is like just. It's like a, like a slithering snake, man. They're just, they're really good at their words. They're, they're conniving the, the way they put things. They're so, and they're so believable that these people are like, yep, that's right, man. It's right. And maybe it was like that, 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 that charisma, you know what I mean? That someone has, and maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but they started believing these Judaizers and Paul was telling them, don't be taken in by the false teachers, man. You, you foolish Galatians. He says, you know, don't be, don't be taken in by what you're being taught. Now, maybe today, as we read this letter, you might say, how can they not know the real gospel? Paul taught it to them. And how easily we can listen to someone and say that they are preaching the truth before, you know, they're preaching the truth. Oh, well, I listened to this person and he, and he's doing this and he's doing this. And, and, you know, so we might, we might say that the preaching of others is true. And before we get crazy, remember, Paul had told them not to be taken by them. And the reason why they were probably so in love again with these Judaizers, they were, they were mesmerized by their, their, their charisma. Maybe they were mesmerized by what they knew. Maybe they were really intelligent people. And and that's what these people were drawn to. And maybe Paul, I don't know. I wasn't there. I think Paul's a great writer, and I think he spells out things pretty simply. But there are times where you kind of wonder what Paul is writing about. There are some letters when you're reading, you have to, at least for me, I got to read it over and over to really see what Paul was saying. And maybe these guys were just so easy and, and they were excitable and they had a lot of logic and they were really smart and they and they, preve- they were really smooth talkers. Now again, like I said, beware of smooth talkers because they are sometimes snakes in the grass. So we've got to be careful of these smooth talkers. again anytime somebody's teaching the word of god or you're listening to a, a, a podcast or you're listening to um, your pastor teach or whatever make sure you have your bible what do we call it everybody we call it fact checking you know, we can fact check the bible uh when someone's teaching the bible and go and see for yourself what they're saying but again these judaizers taught that sinners are saved by faith plus works nope that's not true Paul preached, sinners are saved by faith alone. This is why this letter was written to make this declaration. You had to make this declaration because they were saying, nope, sinners are only saved by faith plus works. Paul's like, absolutely not. Sinners are saved by faith alone. We just need to believe, not achieve. I mean, that's so cheesy to say, but it's true on how it is. So so as we enter this book, we need to remember the true gospel The true gospel is this, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he's, and you are justified by grace through faith, through faith, not plus anything else. You're just justified by grace through faith. There's only, there's only one true gospel of Christ. And this is why Paul came off so harsh and he issued this strong warning against abandoning the true gospel. And this is why Paul calls it the gospel of Christ. It's true. It's true. And at the end of this letter, Paul will give us some, some practical applications who, who are, you know, these believers as believers, we are to embrace salvation by faith in Christ alone. This can, this can be such a a beautiful and holy and loving life lived. If we did, if we did two things, we do two things that we can have this, 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 this awesome, holy and loving life. Two things we can do. One, we hold true to the gospel of Christ. We hold true to the gospel of Christ, not the, not any other gospel, but the gospel of Christ. When we begin, we will see Galatians had turned to a, a different gospel, one that was based on works, not grace. So we need to hold to true, what, what is true. And that is what the Bible says. We need to hold true to what scripture says, not only what man says, man can say many things. And this is why these Judaizers were so good. But for us today, we have the scriptures to go back to And we know what the true gospel is. It's been taught. It's been taught. If it hasn't been taught, then you need to get to a church that is teaching it right. If someone, another church is teaching you that, well, you know what? You have to do, you have to do this. You have to do that in order to be saved. All I can tell you is get out of that church as fast as you can and get to a church that is teaching the word of God. And again, you're, you're, you're saved by faith. You're saved by faith or through grace, through faith. Sorry, I messed that up. You guys know what I'm saying. So make sure that you guys get out of that church and run and go the other way. And number two, we need to hold on to your liberty in Christ. We have liberty in Christ. You see, Jesus has set us free from the bondage of sin and and, and from human nature and the chains and all these things that it comes with. You see, Paul could have asked them this question, why would you want to chain yourself back to the same things you were freed from? You see, Paul taught that, when he taught the the first time that these people were now you're free from bondage, it's like it's like a, it's almost like a prisoner who's who is freed after serving a long time in prison and then they return to their cell. This doesn't make sense, and this is what Paul was telling them. Why would you why would you be freed from what you're from 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 your sins and then want to go back? Why would you want to go back and visit that place? So that's what Paul was trying to tell them that no, you're free and, and you're free because of Jesus Christ, not anything that you've done. So all I can say is this, buckle up because it's going to be a good ride. And Paul may be a bit harsh to the point of even calling them fools, like I said, but he had the right to do so because they were acting foolish. They were uh, uh, being this way. So we have to, we can learn a lot of things through this time in Galatians. We can learn these things. These are things that, that we learn that we need to know um, that Paul is telling us, like he told them uh, uh, back then. So um, that's it. That's all. That's it. I just want to give you a brief introduction. Nothing super long. Um, I, 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 like I said, I just want to give like who wrote it, where, when, um, and what the purpose of this, uh, this new series freedom in Christ, is for. And it's because we will see that we have freedom in Christ only because of what Christ did. Amen. Let's close out in prayer. Father, again, we thank you God for this book. We pray Lord that you would use it to uh, speak to us Lord. And uh, not only just, uh, speak to us lord but we would apply it and then we would go tell other people about it as well father tell tell people what you have done for them father i pray for the people that may be listening right now that don't know you father i pray that uh, lord that they would um they would come into that relationship with you they would they would see their need for you father because i know i speak for myself i need you every second lord i can't do this life without you um, Lord, I thank you for, for coming into all the believers lives and, and making yourself known and Lord taking care of us and protecting us. And we ask that again. So again, Lord, as we study this book, we pray that you would just bless it. And, uh, thank you for, uh, all you do, Lord. Thank you for the, 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 uh, the love you give us and the, the care that you give us because you do love us and care for us in Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, that's it. Um, uh, we will be back, uh, next week. Um next Sunday in in the book, uh, uh, book of Galatians, Lord willing. I just want to thank you guys for listening. Love you. God bless. This has been the Crosslight Bible Study podcast. For more information about the podcast, or if you'd like to leave a prayer request, visit us on our website at crosslightbiblestudy.com.